Broadcasting from the City of Angels, two childhood friends bring you unique takes on current events, gaming, social media, and that crazy thing called life. You're officially tuned into the Culture Burrito Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Lewis and Mondo. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Culture Burrito Podcast. This is your host, Mondo, along with my fellow co-host, Lewis. So, before we get started, I just wanted to apologize for last week that I wasn't able to make it to the show. Unfortunately, I had a couple of things to take care of, but now I'm back. You know, I, I just want to get this thing rolling again. So That's right. So, today's topic, I actually wanted to start from last week's... Uh, you want to talk about the shitty jobs? Come on, Mondo. Yeah, I really I really wanted to talk about this because there's so much to talk about. Like, there's some great stories here. So, I wanted to start with you. Ask you, uh, what's the shittiest job you've ever had? Well, that's funny because me and you worked in the same places. So, you're kind of going to know what I'm talking about, who I'm talking about when I say it. So, let me see. I think I have... More than a couple. You know, there was one time where I used to work for this company when I was like 18. And, you know, it, I'm not going to name the company, right? But, you know, this company, when I started working, my boss was a guy, you know, just I'm not going to say names here just to protect identity. Let's call him Caesar, right? Wait a minute. This guy sounds very familiar. Yeah. Are you sure this is not the same Caesar we're talking about? Not Caesar. His, we're protecting his identity. Anyways. Um, this guy to me, see, it was, we had a weird relationship where at the beginning I felt like he was a fucking dick with me. You know, every time he was always fucking with me. I remember I was the young guy and I was 18 and one time I overheard them talking and they're like, yeah, this guy, he's probably going to be here for like a week or less. These fucking lazy young guys, they don't even want to work, you know? And I took that as a challenge. I was like, well, fucking game on. This motherfucker would put me to do the worst shit ever. Like anything that was fucked up i was doing like i can remember one time you know he would be like uh oh louis it's it's raining so i need you to cover all the fucking cardboard boxes outside and i'm like okay uh how do i do that he's like just grab the bags and fucking cover them i'm like yeah but it's fucking pouring like look at this shit and he's like and you're not gonna melt are you (laughs) i'm just like you motherfucker and you know since he was my boss and i was shown to respect you know older people and my boss i wouldn't like, in my head, I would say, you motherfucker, but I wouldn't say that to him, so I'm just like, okay, um, I would grab the fucking bags, and I would do it, and I would get all fucking soaked and shit, and I would look to the door, and I would see him standing there with the other fucking guys that work there drinking hot chocolate while I'm getting fucking rained on, and then I would go back in, fucking, you know, I'll be like, damn, it's fucking cold, and he'd be like, yep, that's why I'm drinking hot chocolate, I don't want to fucking be out there in the rain. And I would just look at him like, you motherfucker. But, you know, and then he would be like, oh, now that you're here, I need you to bring down those pallets up there, break them down, and put them all together. And I'm like, oh, you want me to, those, all those pallets are not complete, just make them into one? He's like, yeah. And this was fucking sugar that weighed like 100 pounds of fucking bag, you remember? And the other guys would take advantage of that shit too, because they would be like, here, put those together, put those together, put those together. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah easy for you to fucking say. 
You just bringing it down with a forklift, and I'm the one fucking doing the hard work, bitch. And, um, you know, at the beginning, I thought that was a shitty job, and it felt like a shitty job. You know, after some years, I noticed that um, he was just doing it just to kind of, like, see if I had it in me, like a break me to make, make me quit. But in the end, that only helped me because I learned everything that I needed to learn. And as you saw, in, like, less than a year after that, I, I was promoted to distribution supervisor. So it only helped me, you know. But I thought that was a shitty job at the beginning. I, I, I kid you not, there was not a day that I would wake up, you know, and I would go to the company and be like, fuck, man, I wonder what they're going to fucking tell me to do today. I'll bet you they're going to fuck with me today again. But, you know, it, it it is funny because, you know, despite how shitty these jobs are, they do teach us a valuable lesson, you yeah. know. Number one, we're not going to get stomped on like that the next time. But the important thing is that we actually learn how to become better workers, you know. So even though these guys were kind of messed up towards us at the beginning i'm pretty sure that at the end this guy had a lot of respect for oh yeah you. you i'm pretty sure you picked up a lot on on what you had to do and you probably excelled to the point where he was like wow yeah no you know i still remember i was at that job for like five years and i remember when uh he came over to me one time when you were in receiving remember how you guys had like four or five people when i was there it was only me and one more guy and i remember the day he quit that supervisor came and he just, you know, talk, you know, he talked to me about it and he was like, look, man, I just want to say that uh, you were a good worker. Thank you for everything you did while you were working with me. Just wanted to, you know, make it clear that if I ever did anything that was fucked up, I didn't mean it that way. But uh, I appreciate everything you did. And look how it turned out. You know, you turned out better than most. And I was like, yeah, it's all good. Don't trip. I was like, you know, but I was a supervisor at that time. But in the end, you know, he went his way. Yeah. I went my way. And it was funny because uh, after I quit that job, I went to a different job and I was in charge of another place and he was driving uh, for FedEx and I met him right there and I'm like, what the fuck? And he was like, hey, what are you doing here? I was like, oh, I'm in charge of this place. He's like, oh shit, nice. And then he was like, I'm impressed. I never thought, you know, you would continue to be in management positions, you know? You know, and it was cool. To this day, I don't... I, you know, I think he was one of my toughest boss, but I think what he did, he did it in a way where it instilled, you know, um, how could I say this? He instilled like a discipline um, or something? Yeah, discipline. Because after I left that place, anywhere I went, a lot of things that he made me do, shit like that, like I, I was instilling that into my guy sometimes without even me knowing. And it made everybody better in a way. How about you? Wow, man. Oh, man. I, I can name a few, but uh, let, let me start. Since you started from way back then, I remember one where I was actually a glazer and we actually used to put uh, storefronts, glass on high rises, that kind of thing. Like basically construction, but you deal more with aluminum and glass. Right. So I remember that I was the youngest guy. All these guys were journeymen and they needed somebody to get off uh, to get on a scaffold. To get on the side of the building. Okay. Now, these buildings are really high. Oh, yeah. Like, extremely high. So, I remember that there was a bunch of other people around my age, too, that wanted to get that job. And I'm like, I got to do whatever it takes so I could get this position. So, they were saying, I need somebody to get on that scaffold and start helping install the glass. And nobody stepped up to the challenge except me. I was the one that, like, give me a harness. I'll, I'll do it. I'll I'll go out there. And I'm not going to lie. The moment I stepped on that scaffold, I, I'm particularly very scared of heights. So, I was shaking when I got on that thing. I'm like, oh, dear. This is what have I gotten myself into. But I'm like, if I want to keep this job, I got to do it. So, I remember that was while I was out there, these journeymen were really messed up. They were trying to take advantage. So, on the scaffold, two people need a control, one for one side and one for the other to make the scaffold go 
at the same time, up or down. And I remember that we were going down, but the journeyman had a master control for his side and my side, while I only had a control for my side. But his side can override my side as well. Mm -hmm. So as we're going down, he tells me, when I tell you to stop, we stop. So I'm holding that button and I'm like, I'm going to let it go as soon as he says. And as soon as we were going down, he told me stop. I let go of my button, but he keeps holding on to the button on my side. So the scaffold starts shifting, like it starts shifting really oh. bad. And I'm like, he and he's just making it a big show. I he's could like, imagine. What are you doing? I said, stop, stop. And I'm like, I am, I am. And I'm just holding on to the scaffold. Now I'm like, I'm going to fall off. And the guy just starts laughing his ass off. And I was like, oh, so this is how it's going to be. I see. So that was my first scare. And then I started learning how these guys work. But that was uh, that was a very shitty introduction to that kind of job. Yeah. You know, it's funny that we learn a lot from jobs. And we don't realize then and there how valuable those lessons are, you know. Because, you know, I remember one time when I was at uh, another job. And I wasn't really satisfied with that job. Because they had promised me a pay raise and they didn't come through. So whenever that happens, to me, I feel like a disrespect. It's like, okay, you promised me a pay raise at this time and you don't give it to me at the time that you said? Then what makes me trust you in the future? Like, there's nothing to make me trust you anymore. So I remember that I was still, I was young. I remember that I was going to other interviews. You know, the first day I lied and I said, oh, I had a, you know, like a flat tire or something. And I got there late. And this fucking manager, um, this guy was like onto me, you know, like he didn't really, I don't know if he didn't like me or whatever, but he was really onto me. Like he came and he's like, so what's up, bud? What happened today? And I was like, oh, I had a flat tire. He's like, mm, flat tire, huh? Yeah, you're, I didn't see no patches or anything. You buy a new tire? And I was just like, the fuck is he in, like, in, interrogating me for? Like, I just said I had a flat tire. That's all you need to know. And I was like, no, I didn't I didn't buy a new tire or anything. I just, they just patched it. He's like, oh, it's weird. I didn't see no. Usually you could tell like, on the tire. Which one was it? And I was just like, what the wow, fuck? Wow, this guy yeah, is really awesome. Right? And I was like, the fuck? I was like, Dan, um, all you got to know is I had a flat tire and that's it. I don't have to go into detail, right? I'm, I'm not being interrogated, right? And he's like, no, no, no. I'm just wondering because so then the next day they fucking call me from the same company and they're like, yeah, we need you to come in today to finish your paperwork and go take a drug test. And I'm like, fuck, I met yesterday I got there late. So I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I'll go there because I, I want to just get the fuck out of here already. So I go to the job, do everything. And um, I get there late again. Now, this time when I get there, he's already waiting for me there. And then he's like, I go in there, I, you know, I'm filling out my paperwork. And he's like, what happened today? And I'm like, uh, oh, um, more car problems, I told him. I called the agency and I let him know that I was going to be here late. And the guy's like, oh, yeah? Who do you talk to? And I was like, oh, I talked to this person. Really? Because I talked to that person like uh, about 20 minutes ago. And uh, he told me he didn't know what was going on. He, you didn't call him or anything to let him know anything. And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, maybe he's bluffing. I'm going to call his bluff. I'm like, well, that's that's weird. I just talked to him. I told him. I just talked to him. Yeah, he's, I told him I was going to be late. He's like, oh, really? Well, how about we call him right now? And he started dialing the number. And let's find out for ourselves. Dude, he dialed the number. It's ringing. And I'm shitting. And I'm just like, oh, my God. And then they answer. And then he's like, yeah, I want to talk to so-and-so. He's like, yeah. And then they're like, hey, so uh, I have Lewis here with me. And he's saying that he talked to you a little while ago. And I'm just looking at, oh, like the manager, like, damn, like, you really gonna go that far and then he's like so did you or not and then he's like um let me talk to lewis real quick okay uh hold on pick pick up the phone lewis 
Then I pick up the phone and then he tells me in Spanish, like, hey, you know, um, why didn't you fucking tell me? You should have just called me and I would have gone along with the, whatever you're going. But he called me before you called me. And now you guys are calling me like this. Like, what, what am I supposed to say? He called me 20, 30 minutes ago and I told him that you didn't call me. I didn't know what was going on. But if you would have called me, I would have gone along with whatever you're doing. And I'm just like, yeah. You know, I didn't want to make him look stupid or anything. So I said, yeah, you're right. I, I, I just had some problems, whatever. And it is what it is. So then I, we hung up and he's like, okay, so apparently you didn't call nobody, right? So you're lying. And I was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm lying. I just said it. Okay, well, Louis, it seems to me that you're probably looking for another job. And that's how it looks to me. So you know what? At this point, I can no longer trust you. And I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Just get your stuff and leave and i was like fuck it then you know so i left and i left to the to my new job but it was fucked up because that guy always fucking every time i was late even for anything he was right there on me like like a like if i had a balloon next to me just fucking hovering around me but you know it's i i hear this story because if you you've told it to me before you know and every time that i hear this one i start to wonder that these people have an idea that something's going on that you're late for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. They know you're not happy. And like he said, oh, you're probably looking for another job. But what do they do to hold on to you? Do they actually give you that motive to want to stay, that incentive, that that feeling that, you know what, we value you, mm -hmm. want you to stay? No, they just treat you like a whatever. They're like, you know what? We give them a paycheck just like we give everybody else. Uh, that should be good mm -hmm. enough. But they don't understand what we got to go through. Obviously, if we're looking for another job, it's because, number one, we're not happy. And number two... The pay is not making ends meet, you know? Yeah. You know me, Mando. Over the years, I've been a risk taker. Like, I don't settle for, for nothing. You know, at that time, I still remember I had my my son. My, he was like, uh, you know, fuck, I think he was like two years old. So, for me, I, I, I was just I remember. looking for something better for my family. And I didn't want to waste time. And these people want to waste time. You know, they want to play around with people and be like, oh, yeah, I promise you. But unfortunately, we can't give you the race. But yet, he got a race. You know, so if you couldn't give me a raise, why did you get a raise? Oh, because you're a manager, manager. Wow. But that's how it is, you know. To me, one of the shitty jobs, because this guy was like fucking on me since day one. I still remember the first day I got there. He was like, do you know how to use uh, this offer and this offer? Yes. Do you know how to use this offer? I'm like, yes. Okay, show me. And he was like, because if you don't know how to use it, you're not going to get this job. And I'm just going to make sure that you do. And I'm just like, God damn. You know, and and he saw me. He sat me down in his computer. And he told me, okay, I need you to do this, do that, do that. And I, I showed him. He's like, okay, you're good. You're good. But every fucking day, dude, I, I had a, like, he was always hovering around me. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck, chill. But, you know, those are some of those lessons that I'm glad that I went through. Because it made me better at what I do. Yeah, I, I can... I can understand that. I only have I only have one more story that I actually wanted to share. Uh, one that I'm not really too happy about, but it was one of the jobs that I was. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna say I was a delivery driver, and these guys, the stuff they make you go through makes makes me have so much respect for all these other drivers that deliver. Uh, rain or shine, these guys expect you to be out there running. They expect you to deliver it one way or another. They don't care if there's a dog waiting for yeah. you on the other side of that fence. They they expect that package to be delivered. So every time I see these these drivers, these young guys running up and down, I'm like, wow, my, my respects to you because I know mm -hmm. I know how that is. And I remember there was times where I actually would be delivering around 10 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And 
people would be like, oh my God, you're still delivering? And I'd be like, yeah, I, I got to finish it. I got to make sure these packages get delivered. So I understand the pressure that goes on, but mm -hmm. that was just a little bit too much for me. I didn't want to deal with that no more. Uh, I sprouted a few new gray hairs just dealing with all the problems I had to deal with, like <laughs> going to all these new apartments that had security gate. And then uh, the, the thing about these delivery companies is you have to deliver it unless there's a signature. So there's, mm -hmm. I, I can't really afford to put that little paper up there. And you know, that, that little paper that they put on the door that says that I was there is very infamous. But you know, if I was waiting for a package, I don't want to see that paper. So I'd make sure I would knock or come back later. But yeah, that kind of stress, uh, that's, that's one job that I would never do ever again. Yeah, no, I remember talking to you sometimes when you were still working at that job. And there was times where I'll be on the phone with you and you'll be like, oh, fuck. You'll be like... This is a second story or third story building that I got to take this fucking mattress that weights like a hundred pounds or more. And it says right there on the box that it needs a team of two people. And I ain't got nobody else to help me. Ain't nobody going to help me. And I got to take that shit all the way to the fucking third floor. Third floor. California <laughs> King mattress. Damn. Now, it doesn't sound like a lot. But when all you have is a little dolly, that thing weighs a ton. Yeah. And I remember you telling me. Like, oh, my God, I got to take this. And I would give you the advice I would give you would be like, shit, if it was me, I would drop it right there in the fucking bottom. Go knock at the door and be like, sir, your California king is here. And if he tells me, uh, you bring it all the way over here, I'll be like, yeah, you're going to help me because it's heavy. You know, the funny thing about that is that usually I would. I would go knock on the door and then nobody would come out. And then all of a sudden, while I'm trying to decide how I'm going to roll it up the steps or something, I'd see a little peek in the window and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. You know I'm here and you don't want to open the door. Mm -hmm. So I would be like, ugh. But it was funny because sometimes I would tell you, just fucking, just take it. And if they're not there, just leave it there. And you'll be like, no, like, I don't want to go through all the trouble coming through the stairs all the way up here. And then nobody's here. Then I can't leave and I got to take it back down. That's going to be so much work. And I was like, damn. Oh, yeah. I remember. I also remember that on my second day of working there, um, remember how I told you that uh, they had us running? They didn't want us walking. They wanted us running. They mm -hmm. they expected that packet, every package to be delivered like every 10 to 15 seconds. You know, so get to where you're supposed to go, go into the back of the truck, get that package, run out, deliver it, run back. And I remember that first day, uh, not that second day, that I ran back to my truck. I tried to hop back and I missed that one step and my knee ended up hitting the very corner of the steel steps. Fuck. And the whole truck shook. Like, I I kid you not. I was like, oh, dear God. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I broke something. <laughs> and then I'm, and I remember I was parked near a, a supermarket. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm inside the truck. I'm kind of like flexing my knee. I'm like, it looks okay. The, nothing's bad. I, I, it, I think I'm, I'll be all right. Well, 10 minutes and all of a sudden that thing swole up and I couldn't walk on it. And the next day... That same day, I actually reported the incident to my supervisor. And he's like, well, I mean, I can't send you home because you're still working out there. Uh, just try to finish it. Do the best you can. Tomorrow, I'll send you help. Well, the very next day, same thing. I still had to make those deliveries, whether I was hurt or not. And um, and this was had just not even a week working or what? I, my second day. Fuck. And that's what's sad that a lot of people, when you're new at a job, you want to keep it. So if you happen to get hurt. 
like on your first or second day, you got to kind of like play it off. Like be like, well, I, I got to, mm-hmm. if I want to keep this job, I better show them that I can work through any injury. But uh, that that was the most torturous, I think I'm going to say week and I, no, I, I, I want to say like two to three weeks that it took for my leg to recover. Yeah, no, I remember you told me about this and you would always tell me like, fuck, I can't even get my lunch. Like, I have to fucking say that I get my lunch, but I don't get my lunch all the time. And I used to tell you, like, just fucking get it. And you'll be like, it's not that easy. It's, I just can't. Because then I have other things that I got to do, like the pickups and all that. And I'm like, too much shit. Um, I would have been long gone. Yeah, so that's why I have a lot of respect for people that do the delivery jobs or those that, or, or any kind of job that requires you to be mobile. Definitely. We understand you. We understand that mm-hmm. lunch is practically like a luxury because you can... You can take it if you can, but it's not really a right because you're trying to manage the clock. You're trying to be on time and make your deliveries Mm -hmm. and you're trying to be back at the hub on time. So, you know, I understand how they feel. So, yeah, I have a lot of respect for those people. Yeah, no, even myself, like a couple of days ago, I I went out to go buy food, came back. There was a delivery truck from the same place he used to work and I saw it blocking my parking. Okay. But I saw how he was like in the back just looking for stuff, looking for stuff, looking for stuff. And then I was like, I'm just going to wait till, you know, he does the delivery. I, I mean, I'm home. I'm not, I don't have to go nowhere. So, I, you know, I started eating some of my fries in the meantime. And then the guy saw me and he's like, oh, my bad, man, my bad. You, I, I'll move right now. I'm like, nah, you good, man. Do your thing. And then, uh, you know, I was able to park and everything. And then I got off and I told him like, nah, man, don't even trip. You good. He was like, because he was still apologizing. I was like, nah, nah, you good. My friend used to work for this company too. I know how shitty this shit is. And he's like, as soon as I say that, he's like, yeah, <laughs> like I, yeah, you know. And I was like, yeah, I remember how you used to tell me the stories. And I was like, damn, that shit sucks. But yeah, you know, um, talking about all that is uh, <laughs> learning experiences that we go through that makes us better workers sometimes, you know. And all right. So let me just say, Mando, the other day I was on Reddit. Like I typically spend some of my time there, but it was like 1 a.m. And I just went through like a rabbit hole of things. And I stumbled upon this, this Baron Trump time traveler thing. Now, do you know who Baron Trump You're is? You're talking about the son of Trump, the youngest, right. right? Yep. So apparently from what I was reading on Reddit, you know, they were like, there's all these theories. I love hearing theories, you know, because the way people people's minds you know and you know but this one is kind of oh i don't know if cool or weird but anyways you know they were saying that the u.s has the ability to time travel this is why you know um just recently we found those baron trump books in the library they've been there since 1900 why are we finding them now and what are these books these books are some novels written by some guy a long time ago about baron trump you know first of all the kid looks a lot like baron trump and he starts his journey in Russia, heading to America, with a character guiding his way, and his name is Don. So you'll be like, wait a minute, Don, like his dad? And, you know... It almost sounds like you're talking about a biography of this guy. Yeah, and then the weird part is that the more you read into the books, the more shit starts making more sense and, like, coincidence. For example, the following book is called The Last President. And in that book, there's a New York politician that surprisingly gets elected by the people, but most of the people are in protest and they're always in an uproar because they didn't want him as the president and then in the book it says that this politician lived in a hotel in the fifth avenue in new york guess who lives there that's the trump tower on the fifth oh. avenue oh yeah now, yeah yeah donald trump so many coincidences but that doesn't stop there now this this person this politician right he starts choosing his cabinet and everybody that's gonna work for him the first person that he chooses 
is some guy named, I'm going to butcher the name here, but it's called Lafe Pence. Yeah, like Mike Pence. Coincidence? You know, it, it, it is crazy that we have so many coincidences in modern day history. Uh, mm -hmm. You obviously know about the connection that a lot of theorists make with um, uh, the JFK assassination and Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. The similarities. So, so when you hear these, it's like, whoa, like this is a modern, a modern day uh, weirdness. Trust me when I tell you this, I went back and forth on Reddit with these people like saying like, come on, why would he do that? And then some people would be like, well, he could have gone back in time, told this guy to write the book this way. There'll be a lot of similarities in the stories. But then because it was written in the 1900s or 1893, when they were published, they'll have uh, history and I, I was telling the people like, okay, first of all, if Trump had the ability to try and travel, he would go back in time, make some bets, get more money, and even maybe make himself look better than what he did, you know, just right now when he uh, got impeached for the second time. And they were like, no, no, you're missing the whole point. He cannot change anything. Everything has to happen. If he changes anything that's, that happened recently, it would alter everything else. And I was like, okay, so what? And they were like... Well, if everything probably plays out, we don't know the future. We don't know how it's going to play out for his son when he's older. What if he runs for president? Because there's still a lot of supporters that might support him. And just like the book, The Last President, before everything got fucked up. And then I was like, shit, that kind of made me think a little bit. I'm like, you're right. We don't know the future. So what if he was like, okay, I'll be impeached a second time. I'll look like an idiot. But guess what? My son is going to avenge everything you guys did to me. And he's going to be worse than me. I was like, well, let's let, let's just hope that's not the case. Um, but it's crazy how these people start coming up with all these ideas and theories, you know. Yeah. Why, of all people, why Trump, you know, could, could have been. Any I know. I mean, because he was a president and he had the, if we do have the ability to time travel, you think he wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't use it if you could as a president? Well, if, if well, that, I'm, I'm pretty sure I would. But of all the people for him to be the one that gets to the side, I mean, uh that, Who's the most powerful person in the U.S. if you're the president? Well, obviously. If you're the president, you're the most powerful person in the country, right? You are the one that could say, you know, yes or no on anything. That is true. But, yeah, you know, the thing is that a lot of the conversations that were going on with Trump, uh, they were getting leaked. So I'm pretty sure that if he did time travel, somebody would have said something like, hey, 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 he's going back in time. You think so? Oh, I'm pretty sure. I think that would be more a private matter with, uh, I guess, hmm, with the Illuminati or whoever is the one controlling or the New World Order, whatever they call well, it. Well, look at this. He he was so close to providing information about, you know, aliens. Right. I because know. he was making the Space Force thing and and he got shut down. So, no, I don't I don't think he I don't even think he would understand or, or know what to do if he went back in time. He'd, he'd be just as clueless. He'd probably get stuck. He wouldn't be able to come back. So. <laughs> you're, you're probably right. Or he fucks up. He, or he'll fuck up a lot of things. And he comes back and is like, wait a minute. I'm no longer in the White House. No. I, I'm no longer Trump the rich guy. I'm Trump the poor guy. No. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. It, you know, so. And, and that wouldn't be a bad thing. Because that would mean that he never ran. And we would have probably had someone more competent. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But what do you think about about all the stuff that's happening in China with the COVID thing? Do you oh, know what's going on over there? Please tell me you're not talking about the new testing for the coronavirus. Yeah. Apparently, at least over there in China, when you get the coronavirus, they're getting a lot of negative tests, which are being false. You know, they'll do the regular, 
you know, swab that they put in, in your nostrils and shit, but it'll come out and be like, oh, it's negative, but they're false. So people are still carrying it and, you know, infecting more people. Now, they, the government over there said that they found a better way, a more effective way. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And that's anal swabs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know what's to say about that but i just feel so bad for all those people there you imagine after you get it you get sick for like that whole week or two and then you go back and they tell you yeah we're gonna have to do an anal swab and they pull out that big old cotton swab thing you know it's gonna be a big long (laughs) cotton cotton stick the one they stick in your nose goes like through your entire skull (laughs) so i don't even want to imagine what that one's gonna look like oh man that is so indignifying i feel so bad for them right and i don't know it's like who comes up with this shit like like here in the u.s if we get false readings they don't do it this way they just wait for you to bring a stool sample in a little box or whatever and whatever bag they give you and you give it to them then they analyze it in the lab and they tell you like oh yeah there's still some you know traces of covid in your stool in your feces so there's better ways to do it yeah Yeah. i I don't understand yeah but i you know what though but i think i i kind of get it why though because you gotta understand there's so many people in china right so i think it's just faster to just be like hey bend over here you go here you go here you go next dear god it's right i think that's easier than just having to send them to the lab and everything so i am pretty sure most of them would disagree with that being the best method uh, I feel so bad for them if that's yeah the norm. Instead of doing the regular testing, that's how they're gonna start doing it. I I I can only pray that the U.S. never thinks of doing something like that. No, because even if it does save lives, that is not something that I would ever want to experience. Yeah, no, I I would be like, um, no, I'll wait. How about I quarantine myself till you get a better method? But yeah, and you know, it's funny because yeah. you know we we make it sound. You know, like it's a joke, but it's not a joke to the people in China. Yeah, those people are like, fuck you. They know fucking, this is not funny. To Chinese. Yeah, no. I'm pretty sure they disagree too. So I, I don't understand why this method was so effective. I mean, we have a method, like you said, with the stool sample. That's mm-hmm. more private. It's not as embarrassing. But to do something like that, I don't know. Uh, anything invasive to that point is just out of the question okay but see we have that thing going on right and then we look at uh i guess i don't want to say the middle east or let's just say we look at israel right now there's a rabbi in israel that he's warning everybody that if you take the vaccine for covid guess what what's gonna happen it's gonna make you gay now this is the kind of shit that i hate to see all the time because you know this guy is a rabbi it's just like a priest, just like a pastor, someone that you have trust in what he says. And a lot of people are going to blindly trust whatever he says. So they're going to do it Where? or they're not going to do Where it. Where is this guy getting his information from? God. Yeah, he's he, God told him that the vaccine yes. is going to make you gay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, this is really dangerous because this puts a lot of people at risk. And, you know, they're going to listen to him. They're going to be like, I don't want to be gay if the, the rabbi said it. This guy's as crazy as Trump saying that if you inject yourself with Clorox, you'll kill the virus. Hey, I agree on that, too. That he's just as bad because, uh, like, where, like, where are the facts? Where do you get this shit? Like, where do you fucking just say, oh, it's going to make you gay? Like, what are you... And what are the fuck are they so scared of, like, the... Like being gay, like well, uh, like these people should just—if you're gay, you're gay. If you're not, you're not, and cool. It's private, right? Like so. So my guess is that they're very strict as far as the gay thing goes over there, and that—that's one way to scare them into 
not taking the vaccine, but there's other ways. You don't got to go that far, especially using uh, people's beliefs. That is so, so messed up. But it's not only that, but it's like you're alienating also now, other people. Right. So now when you see a gay person, you're going to be like, oh, he's had a COVID vaccine. Uh-huh. Yep. Nah, these people should not be in the position they are. They they should not be preaching or, or doing anything like that. On to better news. California is reopening for restaurants. How do you feel about that? Oh, I'm so happy to hear that, man. We've been needing this for a long time. Really? Yes. Like, you, you're that happy? I am happy. But let me let me specifically say why. See, the thing is that I am tired of home food. I, I Sometimes I want a burger, you know. But I also want to enjoy, you know, eating out. You know, getting that little bit of fresh air, being able to go to the some of the places where I, I used to go a lot. Like, I love going to the mall. I love going to shopping centers. And I know these are the places that are that can be the most contagious because that's where all the people gather. Mm-hmm. But it's these little things that make life worth living. You know, you got to give yourself that freedom, that that escape from your daily grind, from work, from being home all the time. But if you're home all the time and you're just eating and you're scared because it's like, oh, I can't go out because of the COVID. I should just stay home. I mean, you end up getting miserable. So Yeah, I, I agree with you, but that never stopped me from like, I mean, I've been eating chilies, Applebee's, Olive Garden, fucking burgers here and yes, there. Yes, at home or in your car? No, I I order it. Either uh-huh. I get it, I go pick it up or they deliver it to Correct. me. And I eat but, it at home. But see, that's the thing. I don't want to eat that same food at home. I, the whole reason for eating out is to eat out. You know, if I if I want, you said the whole mm-hmm. reason is to eat out, and now you're gonna be eating out because they're still not gonna let you eat inside the restaurant. They're gonna put some tables outside so you could sit outside and eat out like you wanna eat out. But but see, but you but you couldn't do this before. You couldn't even sit at a table outside. Before anymore. they got real strict and they closed down, we went. Me and my wife and my kids went to uh, Chili's and we sat outside. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it wasn't it wasn't a bad experience, but it wasn't good either because the freaking flies and everything. I was like, get, get the fuck up my food, flies. It was just like, no, I don't know. It doesn't make a better experience. Now, you know, I get it. Some people rather go to a restaurant and eat, but eating outside is still not a better experience than than just picking up your food or whatever. I'd rather just, you know, order my food, pick up my food, and just go home. Fuck nah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's how you feel, and I could understand. But for but wait till you're there sitting down and you see all these flies or you see all these fucking cars going by because, you know, you're smelling the... The smog of these fucking cars. Well, you're going to... Well, we live in LA. You're going to smell this regardless. But it's not as bad as it used to be. It's not It's not that bad. If you got an old car, yeah. I mean, what what can I say? But a lot of cars are electric now. A lot of cars are cleaner. That, that, that smog really... I don't feel like it's really... You know, maybe the reason I'm saying this is because the chilies that I go to, it's like located in a mall, right? So they just took out like a, you know, like a little canopy... Put some chairs, some tables, six feet apart, whatever. And you see how the malls have the big parking lot, cars coming in and out, and you know, going left and right. Right. That's how it is for us here. So, you know, I just remember being there, fucking flies being all over the place, fucking cars going through in and out, and I'm just like, damn, I'm not I'm not digging this. I understand you. For me though, it's like I'm tired of being home all the time. You know? Yeah. And just to go, just to be able to go home and go to work and then go just for the immediate necessities outside. 
you're really taking away from us the things that we enjoy, especially when they're telling you don't even go see family. And a lot of people are actually listening to this. They're not seeing family members. They're not visiting friends. You know, this this can cause a depression it's over true. time for a lot of people. This can make you sick. It, it, no, you're right. Because there's people that are more, they're more closer to their family members. And they're the type that will visit them all the time, talk to them all the time. You know, on the other hand, there's people maybe like me and you, I guess, that we are close to our parents or our family members, but we don't have to talk every day, you know? Right. So the only thing that I will quote from Trump from saying that this, this is the only thing that I think he was ever right is that we shouldn't let the virus be worse than the than the cure. Mm-hmm. And if we're constantly at home and we're not being a part of the, of the, who we were to be able to go out, you know, that that's changing us. It's making us more antisocial. And a lot of people are actually, from what I was reading, a lot of people are getting sick from this. A lot of people are changing and we shouldn't be, and we shouldn't be this closed off. So to hear that LA is starting to open up again, even if it's a smidget, a tiny amount, Mm-hmm. That's good because it's a change in the positive direction, and I think a lot of it has to do because of the COVID uh, vaccines that are going out. That more people are gonna be, you know, vaccinated. So this is supposed to help, but the the end result is we need to go back to the way we were. I'm not saying that we shouldn't take the precautions. I mean, we should still stay six feet apart and wear our masks. But if we do all these little things, then we can go back to to the way we used to be, and we can actually enjoy that peace of mind. Yeah, but you gotta realize one thing, and that is. Super Bowl is coming just right along a couple of weeks from now. Do you actually think people are not going to have their little Super Bowl parties? Oh, I mean, of course. This is why the government is doing this because they're they rather you go to a restaurant, watch a game or whatever, and sit outside in a six fucking feet distance than being at home cooped up with a lot of people and then getting other people infected. Because I know this is why they're doing this. They, we got to open before the Super Bowl because if we don't open... Before the Super Bowl, people are still going to have their fucking parties. People are not listening. And that's the sad truth. People are not listening. So so what is so what do you think should happen? For me, I, the way we have it. Do you think we're yeah. do you think we're going in the yeah. right direction of slowly opening or do you think that we should continue being closed off? No, I think slowly opening is good. You know, just the way they have it right now is good. The only thing is that we need more support from our government because, like I said before, you know, Maybe being you, we're probably, you know, we're good. But I know there's a lot of people that can't pay the rent, can't fucking buy food. You know, so we need more assistance for those people, you know, until this settles down. But I do think we're going to start seeing those changes. I think, uh, I think our, so new, too. our new president is going to launch a new uh, stimulus package. That's I think it's 1400 mm-hmm. So, yeah, I heard it was 1400 And Kamala, the vice president, VP, you know, California, um, she was in also pushing for a after that fourteen hundred two thousand a month until we eliminated or we get under control where we could open up the country again. That's good. Which I think it's good, you know. Um, but hopefully that's what happens. You know, hopefully we we can get this shit under control so we don't have no more COVID news like we do every fucking week. Yeah, I mean it, it's gonna fade. I just hope that it's a lot sooner than later. I mean we we need to go back to the way we were. I'm already fed up with all of this. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are. I mean, you've seen how they're advertising now. Uh, people are communicating through through web chats and stuff like that. 
it's like, well, mm-hmm. that's the new norm now because you can't meet in person. You know, and talking about that, it took this pandemic for a lot of things to change like that. For example, you know that right now we're having a mass exodus in California, right? A lot of tech companies are leaving California because they figure, why the fuck do we got to be in California paying these high taxes when we're in tech and our people could work from home and they rather work from home. So, you know, because of the pandemic, right, right. I remember before that I would always be looking for, you know, front-end development jobs and those remote jobs were really rare like and if there were some, you had to be like a senior programmer where you had a lot of experience and you could do it from home. Otherwise, you know, you got to fucking commute to somewhere in LA or San Francisco. And um now that the pandemic has happened and we're operating in a different way like you said we're you know everything's to zoom meetings and you know we're always fucking on our webcams now they figure hey why not let them fucking work from home i mean they're more happy they could be with their family we could still pay them the same and they're still getting enough work as if they were at facility they're not doing less they're doing even more sometimes because saving on gas right and you know people mando when you have like if you were to work from home the first thing that goes to your head is like i don't want to give them a reason to think that i'm slacking or i'm just not doing my job so you're doing extra 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 just because you want to prove to them you know and that's what's really happening right now you know with all these people you know working from home a lot of these companies are leaving uh, california and it looks like a bad sign. You know, people are thinking, oh, uh, everybody's abandoning California because there's a lot of people that also left California, you know, for Texas or for other states like Nevada, whatever. But in the end, I think it's good. I think it's good. California's overpopulated. We have so many people here that it's just we need some people to leave for reals. And if and if you could make it work for you in another state, fuck it. Good for you. Yeah, I hope that if you're leaving, it's for all the right reasons, you know. Right. Just, just say that you're not happy and you want you just want a different change of scenery. I mm-hmm. hope it's not because you're being actually forced out. I mean, that, that would be the sad truth. If you're leaving because it's just way too expensive, I'm pretty sure that's why the big companies are leaving. Well, that's... And that's why people are leaving too. People, Some people are like, look, taxes are high. Rent... It's fucking ridiculous, and it's true. And everything else that comes with it is just, why the fuck am I in California? Now, maybe we agree that the reason why we're in California is because, you know, this is the only thing we know. But for me, there's no other state that I could be comfortable in. Like, for example, here, I'm only maybe half an hour away from Universal Studios, maybe an hour away from Disneyland. And there's so many other places that are nearby, you know, like San Diego. I'm only like two hours away. Like, I can't do that if I was in, you know, Texas, if I was in Nevada, you know? Yeah, that's true. But every state has their own thing. So, I mean, you might have some things that you're... Yeah, but not the amusements parks that we have that's true i agree with that um but since you brought that up and you were talking about this mass exodus check this out uh last week i wasn't available to come back i was in texas um personal Mm -hmm. things that i was taking care of but i had found out that their schools are operating over there did you know that yeah because it's a republican state and they don't care. They don't want their kids at home. Most of these people, they can't deal with their own kids. So they want their kids to go to school. And No, but some companies are actually allowing their employees to work. Like you said, they're allowing them to work from home, you know, for safety reasons. They don't want to have everybody congregating in one place to get sick. But because studies have shown that kids don't really get sick like adults. They don't transmit the virus like adults. So 
their schools are still operational, but you know, it makes you think they're operational, but we're not operational here. We're, we're still in fear. And it's like, who knows how long it's going to take for these schools to open here. Yeah. But again, like you said, just recently when this just started, a lot of campuses and a lot of schools, and a lot of colleges, they didn't want to close. They were like, well, we, we can't be forced to close down. And they didn't. But what ended up happening? The young adults were getting sick too. And they were getting the COVID. And I think some even died. So they were like, whoa, shit. I don't think we could. But I think the studies, and I'll get you this information later. But I think the studies have shown that not enough young people are getting sick to the point where it's causing that much fear. Uh, adults, that's a whole different story. But not for, for younger people. Right, but they can still carry it though. They can, but it's not the same. It's not the same. I, I, that's why even Biden had said it in his president when he was running that kids, um, the percentage of younger people catching it is so extremely low that it's, it's, it's almost negligible, you know, workplaces and stuff like that. Well, here's the reality of things. If you look at the percentage of death in Latino community are up a thousand percent. So you see those numbers and you take it how you want to take them. But for me, I'd rather stay home, have my kids remote learning. And to me, I mean, I see a lot of people complaining. And I know this is something that's been going on even here in California where there's a lot of domestic violence because people can't fucking live together. Mm -hmm. You know, they used to go into work. They don't see their significant other for eight or ten hours or the kids they come back and they do that every day now that they have to spend time at home with their significant other and their kids now they can't fucking live together and they're having a lot of domestic problems domestic you know issues and to me honestly i, I that's just fucking sad all these fucking people especially the men the men that are beating the wives or whatever these motherfuckers like they're fucking cowards like how the fuck like I, me i'm at home and my wife works, but you know, when I'm at home with my kids and you know, we're having a blast, I'm fucking having fun every day. Maybe this is why it's different for me, you know, because while you're bored, if you were to be at home on by yourself, you know, I got my kids, I got my fucking husky there. We don't really go out, but you know, we're here. My wife gets here from work and same thing, you know, we just, I don't know. It's just coexistence. People cannot coexist even when they're fucking family, you know, because a lot of domestic violence has been gone up. I I seen the numbers. I feel I feel bad for all of that. That's why we need to get back and and have everybody go back to to work like they were. I mean, for some families, this is actually working. Being able to work from home, I'm I'm happy for them. If if you can work like this, and this is a new norm for you, and and it works out for you better, well, I'm I'm happy for you. Yep, I never want to go back. I'm I want to stay home forever. <laughs> I I wish I could stay at home too. Maybe someday I will. But uh, as of now, you know, I, I I have to go to work and that's just my daily norm right now. So I have to deal with traffic every day. But, you know, going back to what you were saying about how the Latinos, uh, the deaths has been up by like a thousand percent. You know, the only problem I have with that is that you know that it's not all COVID. You know, everything that people get sick of is being classified as any disease you have right now that's killing you. They are stamping COVID name on it. So you can't really believe that. I well, mean, that's a theory, right? Because it's not really true. That's what a lot of people have been saying, but I don't think it's been proven. Like I told you, my mom got sick a couple of days ago. Right. And when we first initially wanted to take her to a hospital, I started thinking about that. I was like, motherfuckers, if I take my mom in for something other, you know, something else and they fucking put down COVID, I'm going to be fucking mad and I'm going to fucking 
turn into the Hulk and fuck up the hospital. Well, well, you, but you see, that's that's what you don't want to hear. But that's most likely what they're gonna they're gonna probably say. A lot of people that have actually passed, they don't let the hospitals when somebody passes and they're saying, "Oh, this person tested positive for COVID." They're not saying that he actually has the COVID. The tests are showing right. that he's positive. When they pass, they don't let family members take those bodies because they're like they're contagious. So they're not even letting autopsies happen. So you don't really know what's really killing them. And I've actually seen interviews where people saying their their parents go to the hospital for something and they never come out and they walked in just fine. Yeah, no, that don't. Nah, I'm getting scared just thinking of that because I still. You know, no, no, but I'm not saying th- what I'm. I'm just trying to say is. No, I know, I know what you're trying to say, and I've heard this don't, before. Don't, yeah, but, don't, don't, don't. You can't really believe that that everybody that's going to the hospital that's dying right now is is attributed to to COVID. You have to understand that there's something bigger going on. I don't want to sound like a like a conspiracy theorist, but I know that there's something way bigger going on than this. I know. For me, I took my mom yesterday in because she was having pains in her stomach and they got just worse and worse. And, you know, ended up uh, when we got there, I was like kind of scared because they don't let you in. As soon as I I got there, I got her a wheelchair because she was, you know, hurting and the nurse took her in. And I'm just like, "Uh, can I go? Can I go in? She's like, nope, you can't go in. So I'm like, who's going to fill out the paperwork and everything? She's like, don't worry about it. We will help her with that. Just, you know, here's a number you could call. And call us in about two, three hours. See, I don't feel comfortable with that. I, Mondo, I stayed in the parking lot. I would too. And I said, fuck that. I'm going to call. And if they tell me some bullshit, I'm going to fucking turn into the Hulk and fuck shit up. Here. So so you understand what I mean? That that yeah. everything that's going on, you can't really trust it. Like, I, I, as much as you want to believe that the hospitals are here for us, you can't really trust everything. I mean, you, you're going to go there because where else are you going to go? You need help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. And, and you know, the only reason I, I got more, I guess, at ease or at peace is because in like two hours later my mom you know called me and she was like oh i'm, I'm doing better i'm inside um they're gonna do some tests da, da, da. and i talked to her already today so hopefully uh they release her today which that's what they told me but you know just listening to this shit sometimes i'm just like i just hope that everything goes well and that i'm not i don't come back next week and tell you fuck you're right well, you know that's well i'll pray for her fast recovery man i hope she gets better soon yeah i hope uh, so too I I had my own pain and and believe me that, <laughs> that yeah I know the, my my mom had it for like two three days and she thought it was something else and then you know on the third day I'm like mom what the fuck like how come you don't go to the doctor and obviously by yourself it's it's harder you know so I think a lot of us uh, Hispanic people just or Latinos more um, mm-hmm. more specifically don't really like the hospital and stuff so we if we can prolong it we will not go Mm -hmm. so for me to actually have wanted to go that meant something was really bad like i i kind of recognize uh when something's really serious like that and i've only gone yeah i think twice uh to the hospital once for a uh fractured elbow and and this last time so again i hope she recovers soon man and you know everything's gonna turn out right well i should find out today but yeah that was one of the things that we kind of had in mind before we even took it to the hospital i remember telling her like do you really want to go to the hospital you know right now that's like covid central everywhere and in the hospitals because they're you know, overrun with, mm-hmm. you know, and full of, of people. And even when we went to this one, they had tents set up already. And they were like, yeah, the the nurse was like, yeah, we cannot stay. Uh, and I saw the tent. I'm like, well, can I wait there? He was like, no, you don't want to wait there. Those people brought people that were positive. So 
they got to stay there until we get them tested too. And I'm just like, oh shit, okay, never mind. I will go to my car then. It's it's a war zone down there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. They even, I even saw extra, you know, trucks and everything where they have the bodies and everything. It's like, it's fucked up, man. But hopefully that that will end today for us. You know, hopefully um, later on I just call. They call me to go pick up my mom, and we're good. That's it. But it, but yeah, man. That, well, let's change that uh, that 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 uh, serious and, and sad tone for something a little bit funnier. And what I'm talking about is uh, you hear Microsoft try to buy out Nintendo. Yeah, I heard about that a while back ago, but I, I heard what happened. You know. But I already knew, like, um, I guess at the time that that happened, Nintendo wouldn't go for that. Yeah, but you see, I, I see these companies trying to do these big moves because they're trying to survive out there. It's 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 very competitive now. Sony is starting to buy all these uh, studios. So Microsoft is starting to buy all these studios as well. But to go that far and try to buy some something that's lasted for so long... I mean, even I laughed when I saw this. Well, you know, Nintendo is a company that I would say it's honorable because you saw when uh, the Wii U failed, the president was like, look, the Wii U failed and that's my fault. I will take a 100% pay cut. I will not even fucking get paid for nothing until we could turn it around. And, you know, that was admirable because there's no CEO in the U.S. that would ever do that. Now, when Microsoft came and they were trying to buy Nintendo, Nintendo was sitting on... Even if even if they were like third in the the game world or second, they were sitting on forty billion dollars cash, so they were not hurting. They were still good. And you know Nintendo, they said at one time, the day that we fucking go out of business, we fucking taking everything with us. Yeah, we're we're not gonna leave no trace. We're fucking going out of business for for reals. We're not gonna sell no fucking IPs. We're not gonna be selling Mario or Zelda to nobody. We're taking them to the grave with us. And I was like, shit. Well, that's why when I heard this, I was like, why would they be trying to take on a, a, a giant like that? I mean, yeah, I mean, can you imagine the amount of money that would be needed to buy Nintendo as well? I mean, everybody has a price, but uh, obviously these guys don't don't want to cease to exist, though. And I am so happy that they they were true to themselves and said, you know, we're not. We're not ever going to, you know, give in to another company. Yeah, because the approach, you know, Microsoft came and they said, hey, Nintendo, how about we uh, work a deal here? You know, we make great consoles. We got good hardware. You got fucked up hardware and you got the IPs. And we don't. How about we work something out where it works for both of us? And Nintendo was like, OK, go on. Go on. Yeah, where are you going? Yeah, I want to see. I want to hear more of this fucking joke and uh you know they laughed them out of the fucking office and they're like get the fuck out of here you fucking americans thinking you could just buy off everything this is japan now we fucking we go down with the ship if we have to you know <laughs> but um yeah i don't know I, don't, I just don't think see they probably thought it would be like a sega thing remember when sega went out of business or they went bankrupt. But that's the problem. Sega was dying. They needed... I mean, I, I'm pretty sure... They were not worth $40 billion. No, but they didn't want to just die like that because, I mean... Right. They wanted to exist somehow in, one, in some shape or form. And they were saved mm -hmm. by at least continuing to provide software. But Nintendo, their legacy... I, I even, even now that I think about it, ever since I, I first learned about video games... That name pops into my head, Nintendo. So, you know, there's a very soft spot for that company in my yeah, heart. Yeah, I do too. But I've 
grown i mean i've grown over the years to know that companies don't give a fuck about nobody and nintendo's no different how many fucking you know game systems that i buy at fucking launch when they came out i fucking even made line there fucking midnight two days before and i'm like they're waiting for them to fucking open so i could buy the system but for what don't you miss those days i do i mean the days where we actually had to go all our out of our way to get something that big and now it's it's it, it doesn't feel like that we're in a whole different world. Yeah, it, it, you're right. It doesn't feel like that. Now we got to fucking, instead of waiting for someone to open in two days when they're going to launch the system, now we got to deal with scalpers fucking buying out the whole yeah. fucking uh, you know, of inventory. Instead of waiting at the door, you're waiting at your computer ready to click that button as soon as it becomes available. And, and, but... and it doesn't happen because, trust me, I'm fucking checking all the time and nothing, <laughs> nothing. Like recently I've gotten in like, three fucking uh, PlayStation Direct queues, and they tell you right there, you see the little bar telling you like, oh, your wait is more than an hour. While we still have inventory, it is not guaranteed. And I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I'm waiting there, and then you see the little bar still, you know, halfway, and I'm like, come on, come on. Then it gets to like six minutes, Mando. Then it got to one minute. I'm just like, yes, 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 I'm getting in. And they're like, psych, we have no more systems. So you're still waiting on that PS5? Well, yeah, for my kids. I'm waiting on a PS5 uh, graphics card for them. And yeah, mostly for them. I don't care about the PS5. Okay, okay. No, I haven't paid any attention. I can, I mean, I keep seeing that some stores are restocking them. And, but, you know, I, I hope that they are really restocked and they destroy the scalper business. All these people, they're... they're they're incredibly... I, I want to find the most negative word to give them. They're evil. How, how, dare, how dare they do that? It's... These scalpers are no different from the people that were actually buying all the the hand sanitizers and toilet paper when the pandemic started. Yeah, they're no, they're, 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 no they're the same scum that just want to make a profit mm-hmm. and destroy. Like all these people that work so hard to buy their stuff just to to have these people come in and, and steal from them. These are just these are just thieves working mm-hmm. within the within the law. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you know, and for me, I have teenagers, so one of them's asking me for a PlayStation Five, the other one's asking me for a graphics card, and none to be available. And I tell them all the time: when you see a queue, or you see something online on Twitter, or whatever, just fucking get in the queue. Uh, here's my credit card. Buy it. Buy it. I don't care. You don't even have to ask me. If I'm not around or if I'm asleep, just fucking buy it. I don't care. And even like that, they still haven't been able to get one. And, you know, I, I get all the time when I'm Reddit, like I'll post it on Reddit sometimes, and I get people still. I'll put on the in the little message there, I don't want to pay scalper prices, but I'm willing to break you off a little bit extra. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, these people are still like, oh, how much are you willing to pay? I'm like, motherfucker, I said I'm not willing to pay scalper prices. The system costs 400 bucks, the digital one, the one I want. But see, that's the problem. The moment that you have interest in a product that they have, they, they already know you're after it. And they're going to try to give you these outrageous prices. Yeah. And, you know, I tell them, I, I, I tell them, like, the system costs 400 bucks. I'm willing to throw in an extra 100 bucks if you ship it to me. But they're like... Nah, I'm good. That's too, that's not even worth my time. And I'm like, the fuck? Did you read the ad? And then they'll be like, I'll ask them like, okay, how much you want for it? Because I'm thinking if he wants 600 bucks, I'll give him 600 bucks, maybe a little bit more. And that's going beyond what I wanted to fucking do. But just to kind of get one for my Way kids, you know? Of- you know, so mm-hmm. they're like a thousand dollars, a thousand two hundred. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Just block them out immediately. I'm like, fuck you. Never want to talk to you again. Fuck out of here. And you know that. That some people are actually going, that some people are actually desperate enough that they will pay that price. Yeah. Uh, I have a supervisor at work that I was talking to him and he, he knows that I, 
uh, he talks to me about computers and he was telling me that he wants to get a graphics card mm-hmm. and he says that there's none available and he's like you know what i am tired of waiting i've been waiting for a long time if i have to spend two thousand dollars i will spend them no nah. and that and that's really that's how bad it's gotten you know that's how bad that's what i'm saying like yeah. even with me like the other day I saw uh, the RTX 3070, right? Uh, that's the one I want to get my son. And usually that shit goes for about 500 bucks. Shit cool. It's not bad. Not too expensive. And it's a higher end card. But right now, these motherfuckers are selling it for like 1000 1200 And you have to pay those prices if you want to get yourself one of those cards. Like there's no other way. And I don't understand. These companies are doing cues. They're doing um, a lot of things to try to prevent it. But come on, like, can it be that short? Like, do we not have enough? Like, what the fuck? I know PlayStation says we ship 4 million consoles already. And I'm like, 4 million? It feels like four fucking consoles. Like, honestly. Yeah, this is a Nintendo strategy. But this is all strategy. This is all strategy. This is supply. Yeah, this is supply and demand. If you don't have that many consoles, it's going to make them that much more attractive. So... They're just they're just playing they're playing this little game. Yeah, the scalpers are definitely not making it easier though. So uh, we just gotta hope that they you know stop thinking about themselves and start thinking about the people. I mean the the yep. the PlayStation fans or the Xbox fans. I mean they make you 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 have to remember that you are you are bringing them a product and they're supporting you because. Some of these people will go out of their way just for you. So, you know, stop being so stingy, you know, and, and playing these little games and only produce a, a limited amount, you know. Make what's needed to to support all your, your uh, all those that are interested. Yeah. That's why when I see these scalpers, you know, getting fucked up by a lot of people just betting on, uh, on their bids on eBay and then they don't buy them and then they have to cover that or whatever or they get like a fucking fee off that that they still gotta pay it, it makes me happy because mm-hmm. whenever the little guys win is a win for us that's why with with a uh, GameStop and all this little fiasco that's been going on it's kind of it kind of reminds me of that where the big guys are losing to the little guys because you do you know what's going on with the GameStop with the stocks and everything yeah I've been hearing a little yeah. bit so without going into too much details you know I'm gonna just tell you this you know before if you wanted to buy stocks you had to go to a broker and a broker would charge you for every fucking move or everything they did and it was pretty expensive so not everybody was buying stocks thank goodness for robin hood right now robin hood and a couple of other apps that could you know do the same but robin is the main you know culprit here they made it so easy for people to just go in there and buy stocks right straight off your phone you just go in search boom now right now according to What's going on is that they inflated GameStop stock so much that a lot of people are losing money. And the people that are like selling their stocks right away are making money. The inflation going up so fast, so high that all these hedge fund guys that are that own a lot of stock are getting fucked. Because put it this way, right? The stock is five bucks. Now you borrow that stock and you buy it from me. When the market opens the next day, the stock literally says at 330, for example. You bought it at five. I got to give you that stock that's now worth 330 bucks. So I'm losing $325, but you're gaining $325 when you sell your stock. You only invested five bucks. So this is where a lot of these people are getting mad because you're still losing a lot of money. And then there's people that are, have millions in stocks. And then the thing is, when you look at the people, like the Reddit people, they all got together and they're like, yeah, we don't have to. Like, it's a million of us. We could just buy one stock, two stocks, and we make a, we'll make a dent. Trust me. They all got together to start buying that shit at the same time. Inflation went up. They started making it look really good. Yeah. Huh? And then these people made those people 
pay for it. And that's why right now everybody's pissed at that. Even Robin Hood tried to stop that. And a lot of people were like, hey, we can't be mad. That's, you know, that's how the game is played. That's just how the game is played. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and we're mad because the, you know, the little people are or winning. the yeah. regular people are winning. And the big catch motherfucker that own all those stocks are losing. But fuck that, you know. But I'm glad because um that just means that. GameStop, once the bubble bursts, they're done. <laughs> yeah. And you know, everybody's waiting for this company to burst because they've been around for so long and there's not a lot of happy stories about this company. Nope, not even one. Not even one. So everybody's waiting for retribution and I guess this is how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You you steal by giving them less than what the product is actually worth, not even a reasonable amount, and then you resell it for full price, yet... From that full price, you give no cut to the developers for mm-hmm. that same game. That that is that that is scummy. Yeah, no, and then they push you sales more than you because they get the whole cut and they don't have to pay the developer anything. Now, there's a meme that I saw the other day. It's called uh, GameStop Logic, and when I saw it, I understood it because it was like the same game, but the new one says forty dollars and the used said fifty four ninety nine. Yeah, and I was like, yep, that is GameStop Logic right there, right? Because <laughs> I know you like Subway, and I want to see what's your take on this, Mondo. Oh, I haven't been there in a while, but let's hear it. I know you love tuna, right? Do you eat Subway tuna? Yeah, it's been a while, uh, but what's going on? You're, you're starting to scare me with this. Where are you going with it? <laughs> okay, just before we, we leave, guys, I just want to make, mention this to Mondo. You know how Subway's getting sued right now? Because apparently the tuna, they made, they did some lab tests and everything, and... It did not contain any tuna. So when they asked Subway, like, hey, this shit don't got no tuna, motherfucker. What the fuck? They were like, uh, um, yeah, no, we uh, have brined and uh, well, we brine our tuna and we put our special sauce that makes our. I was like, damn. Oh, no. That right there, that answer they gave us. I was like, yeah, we fucked up. So now they're investigating them because of that. And I don't know, Mondo. Like, this isn't good. Why is Subway always in the news? Like the last, remember when when the pedophile came out yeah their their spokesman came out a long oh, yeah, yeah, time yeah. ago fucking jared yes yeah, so. jared fogel with the special sauce God. so damn so it, this motherfucker so it started with damn him jared. got a special sauce oh dear god and then it ended with him and then subway's like know. we cannot mention that name ever again we're not associated with him anymore and then you start hearing that mm-hmm. yeah, i think this mm-hmm. was in europe or somewhere over there <laughs> bread something <laughs> yep. about their bread they can't call it an bread. Issue with the bread. It's just fucking too much sugar in it. They, <laughs> yes, they could. So you're not eating bread. So it's like, oh dear God. So now you would think that they'd be like, you know what? We have to stop yeah. giving ourselves this kind of publicity. And now you hear the tuna yeah. scandal. No, and then what, what, what kind of irritates me is that it's like when you think Subway, you think it's healthier than a burger. So you go to Subway thinking, I don't want to eat a burger because I don't want to gain no weight or I want to watch what I'm eating. I want to eat healthier. They want they, they want the same, you know, the same results that Jared had. <laughs> but you go to Subway and you're like, no, I'm not even going to get a chicken. Nope. No Philly cheesesteak. Nope. No meatballs and a marinara. Nope. I want healthy. Give me get a tuna. Not knowing that the tuna is probably the worst option you could you know, get. Why? Like these companies really need to be hold accountable. Like we... <laughs> This is why Americans. That's why. This is why we're fucking fat because we're not eating shit. We're eating nothing. What the fuck? Are fillers. We exactly. Right. We can see the fillers in our bellies and shit. I mean, I can see mine already. God, man. You know that's sad when I hear that because it's you. You nailed it right on the head when you said when you go to Subway and you're trying to eat healthy, the first thing you look at is a tuna sandwich. 
So, mm-hmm. so for me to now see that and be like, oh my God, that, that was my only healthy option at Subway. And it's true. I, I'm, I'm glad I'm not too much of a tuna I'm guy. I'm not either. But I just feel bad for everybody that was fucking getting that shit. Because even before, if you, if you go to YouTube, if you just Google sponge or tuna together, you see some people getting tuna out of a can and they go into fucking, into the water faucet. They clean it. They clean it until... The tuna dissolves and it's like a sponge. And they're like, this is what we're eating. And I'm like, that shit came out of there? What the that's fuck? That's all that's left. So that's mm-hmm. why when I heard about this, I was like, oh my God. Like, why? Like, why Why do we, like, for real, why is this, like, news? Like, we, this shouldn't be news. We should be eating real fucking fish, real tuna. We should not be eating no fillers, no fucking sponges, no none of that shit. Fucking Subway. If you know you're eating at Subway, you know you're eating cheap. Is it cheap, though? Because you're, you're trying to save some money. You should know. Well, I mean, it's considered cheap. When you compare it to, like, uh, Quiznos. Quiznos. Or some of those other popular uh, sub stores. There, there are sandwiches are way more expensive. Does Quiznos even exist? They do. I mean, they're not as common. But uh, I'm trying to think of another name here. Ugh. I know there's like that fucking Jimmy Dean bullshit subs. There's a bunch of other ones, yeah. Mike subs, are- but but yeah, but those cost um, more. Yeah, 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 you're right. Way, way more than than Subway. Than Subway. Right. So Subway is considered like the poor man's sub store. I wouldn't call it that, man. There's a lot of people who go to Subway. I mean, yeah, but it is. But I call it the poor man's because it's the most affordable. I, I, I mean, you're not you're not gonna pay. I just think it's like the fast food of sub. It it is it is a fast. Food. Well, let me rephrase that. Maybe not the poor man's, but let's just say it's the most affordable sub that you can get hmm. compared to other stores. I think it's the most affordable. And it used to be the healthiest. Now we don't fucking know because <laughs> if they're if they're fucking doing that to the tuna, I better not find out they're using like fucking dog meat for the fucking. Meatball marinara or the chicken is some sort of fucking ostrich from fucking Australia or something. Well, wasn't the Big Mac meat once? Yeah. Wasn't, it wasn't all beef, right? I'm pretty no, sure. No, no. Yeah. That's why, I was, that's why I said it. But but I'll tell you one thing. Nobody really complained back then. They'd be like, it still tastes pretty right. good. Everything tasted better. It was like, it was, man, this is good. This is actually good. And when they changed it, they were like, what the fuck? Who, why did we mess with the recipe? Now it doesn't taste like McDonald's. Yeah, because they found out what it was made out of. They're like, oh, crap. Same thing with same thing with the world-famous fries, man. They, they were so good. Then you find out they were dipping them in... Yeah, that fucking beef in, oil. In beef oil. Whatever they were, had left over. And... and, and and it's sad because you're like they're good, they're good as fuck though. I was, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. you you'd you'd be like, oh, I was eating that, but God, was that so tasty? Mm-hmm. Same thing with the chicken nuggets, Mondo. Look, when I see the paste of chicken, they do, and then they have a little roller, and they just do. I have a feeling you're gonna ruin chicken nuggets for the rest of my life. No, 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 you're not. I'm still eating them. Trust me. Um, you know when you see this fucking big old paste of uh, you know, it's like. They make a big paste of chicken, then they they have like a you know these uh things that just do like a little cutout of the. That's why the chicken nuggets look the same all the time. They look like a little boot, and they they make a bunch of these. Then they go through the fryer, boom, 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 and they're done. But when you eat them, you wouldn't you never knew that was a paste of fucking chicken. I didn't until today. You thought it was like it's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I still eat it. I don't care. I mean, chicken nuggets is fucking. Yeah, fucking I'll give good. you that. They well, they were good. <laughs> yeah, but 
with all that being said, guys, I think this is it. This is episode three now. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, you guys could find us everywhere where you find your podcasts. You know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Deezer, Pocket Cast. Everywhere. You can find us anywhere. So, guys, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for laughing with us today. And uh, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Right, Mondo? Thank you for joining us, guys. Can't wait for the next one. All right, guys. I guess that's it. Bye.